0: Thank you Jesus Yes Lord Only you can steal My soul Thirst this morning Lord my soul thirst to be here again in your presence Thank you for blessing us And giving us a brand new day This is the day scripture says that you have made and the Lord, you say you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. Lord, we thank you for the breaking of a new day. We thank you for the breath in our nostrils. We thank you that we are able to come this morning. We thank you that we are able to cry out, Abba, Father, We thank you because we are able to worship you. We give you all the praise. King of glory, we give you all the praise. The Lord of heaven's armies, the Lord of hosts himself, we give you all the praise. The God who is more than sufficient, we give you all the praise. Ah, Father, Scripture says you are the God that keeps covenants. We give you all the praise this beautiful morning. Thank you because you are not a man. Thank you because you do not repent. You do not recount your word. When you make a promise, you are able to keep it. We worship you, O God, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence again this morning, we ask, speak to us once again. Let your words fill our hearts and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayenike. We continue. Our reading, studying, commentary of the New Testament. Uh, We are in the book of Luke. Today we are taking Luke chapter 12. A big thank you to everyone joining in. God bless you. I hope you are doing well where you are. I hope you are enjoying the grace of God. To everyone joining us for the first time today, I pray this morning that your test for the Word of God will be satisfied. I pray that you will know the Lord better and better in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, let's read this morning Luke chapter 12. It's quite a long chapter, but here Jesus discusses several topics. Several topics. Like I say again, Jesus taught the people. Okay? He will tell them, You have heard it said. But I am saying he was trying to give them the correct interpretation to the word of God. Let's learn a few lessons from Jesus this morning. Luke chapter 12. The first one is a warning against hypocrisy. Yes. Meanwhile, the crowds grew until thousands were milling about and stepping on each other. Thousands. Jesus turned first to his disciples and warned them. Thousands were gathered. Jesus turned to the disciples and warned them. Thousands gathering were not his motivation. He said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, their hypocrisy. The time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed And all that is secret will be made known to all. It will be made known to all. Whatever you have said, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered behind closed door will be shouted from the housetop for all to hear. Okay, the time is coming where we will stand at the judgment and all the secret sins of man will be made known to all verse 4 says dear friends don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body they cannot do any more to you after that yes all they can do is kill your body i know there are those who are still who are afraid of dying but i'm telling you that the child of god the christian has no fear in that he says they cannot do any more to you after that would I throw you womb to fear? Fear God, who has the power to kill you and then throw you into hell. Yes, is the one to fear. God has the power both to kill, that's the first death, and then punish you with the second death. The second death is being cast into the lake of fire. The book of Revelation will go on to tell us. He says, yes, he is the one to fear. What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than the whole flock of sparrows. Now, remember that he is talking about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. And how they are pretentious before people. They act pious. They act holy. But they are stingy and greedy. They are trying to kill him. They are trying to do everything to, to upset him. To get him arrested and all. But still, okay, Jesus is still standing. And Jesus is warning the people, warning his disciples. Ah, beware of these people. Don't be like them okay all the things that they think that they are doing in the secret will, will one day be be revealed to all and he wants them look i don't don't be like these people would want to threaten people you know with with death to control them like they are trying to do with jesus Oh, jesus said that's not to fear fear god instead and and realize that god will take care of you okay Fear God instead. God will take care of you. You are more of more value, value to God than, than, than five sparrows, than thousands and millions of sparrows. Jesus said, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I tell you the truth. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly on here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Okay, anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. If you do the harmonization, you know the context in which Jesus is teaching, teaching this um, is taking this teaching. But let's finish. See, and when you are brought to trial in the synagogue and before rulers and authorities. Don't worry about how to defend yourself or, or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Okay, so the way Luke has put it, it's a bit all muddled up. Okay, so this is several responses at different instances. Okay, even though Luke has put everything together in Luke chapter 12. um, Yes, Jesus is responding so the first one is remember when he warned the disciples to beware of of the yeast of the Pharisees, the influence of the Pharisees. Yes, one of it was what led, what led to this. Then remember the time when they were they were accusing him of casting out demons with 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 Beelzebul? Yes, the prince of demons. Okay, it was in that context that Jesus. Talked about the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit and the sins that will not be forgiven. Okay, so we we have that context. But the lesson here is to not be a Pharisee. And I'm telling you this morning there are many Pharisees, many fa- Pharisees listening this morning. Okay, a Pharisee is just someone who is pretentious, a pretender, a her, yes, a pretender. Someone who will not allow other people to worship to worship God, they want to seek and control others. They want to be the determinant of what it means to 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 worship God. Hypocrites, Jesus calls them. Please don't be a Pharisee. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at this parable of the rich fool. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Remember they are trying to do everything to trap him. So what if one, if that was... If he says, Okay, uh, guy, divide the estate with your, with your brother now, and they take him to court. <laughs> Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? <laughs> he knew his place. Okay? With all the anointing and the fact that he was the son of God, he was not just jumping everywhere. He says, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. The definition of success, the way what man calls success, eh, is the gathering of possession. It's about how much you own. That is how we we measure success. By the cars you have, the degrees you have acquired, you know, the number of children you have, maybe the fleet of cars that you have. Uh, Jesus said, no, uh, that's greed. Eh? And life is not measured like that. Too. The definition of success in the eyes of God is you doing the will of God. I'm telling you, it's being successful at what God sent you here to this earth to do. Not necessarily acquiring things. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a, a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have rooms for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I will tear down. I wanted to read just the number of eyes and me's and my in this, in this short verse that we are going to, to read about the rich man. And that was the problem. Everything was about him everything he thinks he has achieved on his own, not forgetting that there is something that he has that he didn't get himself. He said to himself, What shall should I do? I don't have room for my crops. That's three already. Then he said, I know, four, I, five, will tear down my bands, six, and build bigger ones. He said, Then I, I, I will have room enough, seven, to store all my eight, wheat, and other goods, and and I will, nine, will sit back and say to myself, ten, my friend, eleven, you, twelve, have enough stored away for years to come. Now, take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Ah! In one sentence, eh? guy, calm down now. <laughs> calm down. It everything is about you. He said, calm down. He said, Don't worry, just sit and just sit and eat, drink, and be merry. He said, but verse 20, look, look, look at what happened in verse 20. But God said to him, You fool, you <laughs> will die this very night. Uh-huh. Then who will get everything you work for? I hope he left a wheelchair. Ah, who will get all you worked for? Yes, a person is a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. I love the way Luke puts it: and not store up his treasure in heaven. That's having a relationship with God, knowing that when I leave this place or when I stand before God, I want to be able to count something else. Let's look at this teaching about money and possession. Like I said, Jesus has so many to teach so many lessons to teach us this morning pay attention to where what you would do here and after pay attention to okay after there is because there is life beyond the grave and that life will be determined by your relationship with god it is fine to have have houses have children get married and all that but your relationship with god is very important And whether you have a relationship with him after now, when you are dead and buried, this life is is but a minute period in the eternity that we will all live. Okay, so don't spend all of this minute time. Okay, that's how you want to live all your life and then spend the whole of eternity away from God. No, have a relationship with him. He gave us Jesus so that we can have a relationship with Him. Let's look at this teaching about money and possessions. See then turning to His disciples, Jesus said, "That is why I tell you not to worry about every everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear, for life is more. life is more than food and your body more than clothing." Look at the ravens; they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For for God feeds them, and you are far more valuable to Him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No, worrying does you nothing, and worrying is proof that you don't trust God. That's the truth. Worrying is the proof that you have thrown God out of the window. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Sadly, none. Look Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Eh? He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? God will care for you. And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thought of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs seek the kingdom of god above all and he will give you everything you need your father already knows all already knows all you need seek the kingdom of god above all else and god will give you everything you need so don't be afraid little flock for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom you see that god wants us to prosper it gives him joy to sell your possession and give those to give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the process of heaven never gets old or develop old. Your treasure will be saved. No thief, no thief can steal it. And no mouth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. If you, your treasure is in heaven... You see, your relationship is with is with God because that's where your possession is, that's where you have stored the important things in your life, that's where you have put them. Hallelujah! All right, let's go on because of time. Um, be dressed for service and keep your lamp burning. I love this one because Jesus is going to be talking about his coming. Okay, be dressed for service and keep your lamp burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast says then you will be ready to open the door and let him in in the moment he arrives and knock just like the five the ten virgins five wise five foolish be ready jesus says for the moment where he arrives and knock the servants who who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded i tell you the truth he himself we we sit them with he i tell you the truth he himself we sit we sit them and put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat he may he may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn but what, but whenever he comes he will reward the servants who are ready i pray this morning you will be ready for jesus's coming in the mighty name of jesus listen oh jesus is coming back again and when he comes we will be rewarded Yes, we will either be rewarded just like the five virgins, wise virgins, or we will be punished, face eternal condemnation, okay, away from God. But when Jesus returns, that is going to happen. But whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time. You must be ready all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that illustration just for us or for everyone? Of course, this is for everyone. And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his, his, his other household servant and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that servant has done a good job, uh, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all all he owns but what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants partying and getting drunk the master will return unannounced and unexpected and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him banish him with the unfaithful and a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished but someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. <laughs> you see, here yeah, this one is such a big one. It will be more painful for those who, in quotes, are Christians or who had a relationship with, have a relationship with God, but they were not ready. It will be so painful for them. Jesus says they will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more uh, will be required. Next, Jesus causes division. Okay, He says, I have come to set the word on fire. And he has set the word on fire. I'm telling you, the word of God is fire itself. He has set the word such that we need to choose and i wish it were already burning is burning already today i have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me and i am under heavy burden until it is accomplished do you think i have come to bring peace to the earth no i have come to divide people against each other from now on family will be will will be split apart three in favor of me and two against or two in favor and three against father will be divided against son and son against father mother against daughter and daughter against mother and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against against mother-in-law that's practically mark 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 mica chapter 7 verse 6 then jesus turned to the crowd and said when you see clouds beginning to form in the west you say here comes a shower and you are right When the south wind blows, you say today will be a scorcher, and it is you fools. You know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourself what is right when you are on the way to court with your accusers? Try to settle the matter before you get there, otherwise, your your accuser may drag you before the judge. Who will hand you over to an officer who will throw you into prison and if that happens you won't be free again until you are paid the very last penny hallelujah all right so what lesson do i want to take away from luke chapter 12 be ready get ready jesus is coming back again how do i get ready store your treasure in heaven Let your focus be in heavenward. Let your focus be on God. Be on what will be after now. Not just what you are getting here on earth. We want to travel. We want to have children. We want to get married. We want to acquire possessions. Those things are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. However, don't live in this world as if that is all. That is all scripture says in 1 Corinthians. If only in this world we have hope. If all we think about this world is here and now. The Bible says about us Christians. We are of all men miserable. There is something after now. You are going to spend all of eternity. Either with God or away from God. So I pray for you this morning. You will spend your own eternity all of your eternity you will spend it with god in the mighty name of jesus so i say this morning get ready yes get ready get ready get ready get ready yes the time is coming you see jesus was telling them they could predict the weather they could tell that the weather was changing that it was going to rain but they could not tell that jesus is about to return at that time, Jesus just died, and I'm saying to someone this morning, as we interpret the weather presently, Jesus is about to return again. Are you ready to receive him? Will you pray this morning? Father, help me to get ready for you. Lord, I will not miss your second coming. Lord, I will not be caught on when you return. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. Lord, keep us ready for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.